First down throw for Aller. Steps up in the pocket. Fires on the run. Keandre Lambert-Smith is gone. Welcome to the Drew Aller era. It's a Penn State touchdown. Welcome to the Pipeline Award-winning podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jason Gibbs. You can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore. And remember, tons of great TikTok content at Pipeline as well. Of course, you can find me coming through your speakers right now. Every week we do it, Fantasy Friday, where we break down DraftKings $250,000 Saturday kickoff contest with $50,000 going to first place. When I say we, of course, I mean the best in the biz, Ryan from NCAF Nation 24-7. Make sure you follow him on Twitter as well. And Ryan, we had some absolute studs that we called out last week, whether it's Bucky Irving going off or the, maybe the a guy that some people weren't necessarily paying attention to, Sam Wigloose, just had some great calls. Hopefully we can piece these together this week and take home some cold, hard cash. Yeah, I was disappointed that it was no Mac games on this slate this week like it was last week because Curtis Rourke, he, you know, he threw for a bunch of yards last week. He only had, I believe, one touchdown, but he hooked up with Wigless and some of those group of five players just, just done good for us. So this this week, unfortunately, it's most of your big-name schools, so more people know most of the players. It's not as many under-the-radar players, but – I will say I found a few hidden gems out there that we'll get to. So for those that don't know, what we're talking about, of course, is DraftKings DFS contest, Daily Fantasy Sports, where you have a salary cap, big name superstar players cost more, under-the-radar players that Ryan mentioned cost less. Those are kind of the hidden gems that he's done the research for you. All you have to do is listen along and he does write an article every week. I will include the link for that article in the description of the pod. You mix and match those players, maximize your points. You can be taking home 50 grand. All right, let's get to it. At the top, where we always start, quarterbacks, some big name players, as we would expect at this high of a price range. Caleb Williams, 10,500. Bo Nix, 9,800. Dylan Gabriel, 9,400. Jordan Travis, 9,200. And Carson Beck, 8,700. High price guys, what do we think about this group, Ryan? Yeah, if you want Caleb Williams this week or Bo Nix, you're going to have to get different at other spots, take a chance on a lot of low price players because these guys are stacked up really high. I actually think Caleb Williams has a big game against Cal, but at ten thousand five hundred, you just it cripples you at so many other positions. It's ways to get him in your lineup this week if you can. I, I would. Say, you know, you want to have at least a share or two of them because I expect a 30-plus point game, but it's just going to be tough, but maybe we can fit him in there. The best price-adjusted play of these five, in my opinion, is Dylan Gabriel. He goes up against Kansas this week. I could see that game being pretty high scoring, and he's averaging 32.2 fantasy points per game. He's, he's up there in my Heisman conversation, so I expect him to – continue to play well. Jordan Travis has a good matchup against Wake Forest. He's a good option. And I will say Carson Beck at 8,700. I just don't think many people will play him this week. Brock Bowers is out. He's going to be a good contrarian, low-owned play. And I believe that Georgia might need to open up the passing attack with the wide receivers, with a, a hidden gym tight end, Oscar Delp, that we'll talk about in a little while. But 
Carson Beck intrigues me just because he might be low owned. So I could get different from the field by playing him. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be shying away from Carson Beck, especially with the Bowers injury, as you mentioned. And Dylan Gabriel somehow still flying under the radar somewhat, maybe with the casual fan base. But as you mentioned, he's averaging 32.2 fantasy points per game. Really good player for the Sooners. For your value plays, you got Sam Hartman, Garrett Green, Drew Aller, Donovan Smith, John John Reese Plumley, and Malik Murphy. Out of this group, who catches your eye? Yeah, John Reese Plumley definitely catches my eye at 7,200. He come back last week. He had a big game against Oklahoma. He's averaging 19 fantasy points per game, but he's going up against a West Virginia team who's who's banged up. And Oklahoma State absolutely shredded West Virginia on the ground last week. And that's the good thing about Plumley. He's got, you know, a, a high floor because he can run the ball so good. So at 7,200, you get great value there. I love that play. And I'm going to go to Drew Aller at 8,000 in quite a few lineups this week because, in my opinion, Penn State needs to let him air the ball out against Indiana. He needs to make throws down the field. He needs the experience. I mean, he hadn't had to throw the ball much down the field all year going into the Ohio State game, and look what happened last week. He only completed like 43% of his passes, and he was off. So I think they need to try to open up the passing attack against Indiana or they're probably not going to have much of a chance to beat Michigan. So I'm going to go to Drew Aller. I think he'll be low on. Garrett Green, if you want to play Plumley, you could also run it back with Green at quarterback for West Virginia. He's averaging 25 fantasy points per game. And the intriguing guy right here that we haven't – we've never mentioned yet is Malik Murphy. So he's $7,000. He's getting the start. I fully expect Texas – to let him play this full, this whole game. I don't think Archman is coming in at all. I think they're giving Murphy a shot this week. So against BYU, a team that's not really the best, they're one of the bottom-tier teams in the Big 12. At 7,000, I think he's a sneaky good play. Absolutely. I think probably with Ewers out, people aren't going to even put Texas really on their radar map, especially fantasy-wise. Could be a good contrarian play. For your long shot, you got Max Johnson and Graham Mertz. And Graham Mertz, <laughs> I know people crap on him, but statistically he's not having that bad of a year, especially he's you know completing a high percentage of passes. Yeah, he's not putting up video game numbers, but the way people talk about him, you'd think he's never thrown a football before, but here he is as one of your long shot plays. Yeah, he's averaging almost 20 fantasy points per game. He's doing better than I expected he would coming from Wisconsin. I didn't expect him to be good at all. I thought he was a pretty bad portal pickup. He's kind of proving me wrong. He's doing pretty good. He obviously is going up against Georgia. It's a neutral site, but if you believe in the game script, you got to imagine Georgia gets a lead. Grant Mertz is throwing. He does have a few good receivers like Ricky Pierce all to throw to. So he's going to be low owned. He's low priced. I think, you know, he's a shot in the dark. I think he's a good dart throw and, and he could pay off. Max Johnson scares the hell out of me playing. He He's so inconsistent, but you just, you just know he's got – He's got the opportunity to to have a nice game, and he's going up against South Carolina, who they look horrible this year. The defense is not good, and and it's a it's a home game for Max Johnson. So I don't think many people want to play him. It's just a nasty play. He's only averaging eleven fantasy points per game, but I think I'll take a few shots on him for sixty three sixty five hundred. The cocktail parties always has intriguing matchups, and here's another one with Mers. And as you said, Johnson going to be low owned and going up against a terrible South Carolina defense. 
Turning the page to running backs, your top plays, Audric Estime, Jaden Knott, Bucky Irving, we mentioned him at the top of the show, had an absolute monster game last week. Kenny followed up this week and, and finishing it up with Jonathan Brooks. Uh, these top four guys, who has the highest ceiling? I think Jonathan Brooks does. I think the volume he's going to get with Quinn Ewers out, they're, they're just going to keep handing him the ball. He might get 25, 30 rushes to catch a few passes. And he's been outstanding all year. He's averaging more fantasy points per game than any of these other three guys we mentioned. So Brooks is definitely number one. If Bucky Irvin is fully healthy, he got a little dinged up last game. I think he's fine, but 7,600, it's pretty good value. And I, I think Oregon's going to give it to Utah this week. I think they, they covered the spread and beat them by about two touchdowns. So mm. he's a good play. Estimate, obviously, 7,800, you just you need him to get you – at that price, you need him to get you about 25, 30 fantasy points, and he's more of a guy that's been getting around 18 or 20. So you just would have to take a shot there. Jay Knott, I mean, he's going up against USC's defense, who's atrocious. <laughs> and he, he is averaging 20 fantasy points per game, and he's a good pass-catching running back. So mm -hmm. 7,700, I think I'll, I'll definitely have a few shares of him. But overall, Jonathan Brooks is, is a must-play in your lineup. I think that USC defense might make a star out of you and I if we hit the field, but I could definitely run for a hundred. <laughs> for value plays, Trey Benson, DJ Giddens, RJ Harvey, and CJ Donaldson Jr. Pretty good mix here. Out of these guys, who catches your eye? It'll be RJ Harvey at 6,200. Just looking at what Ollie Gordon did to that West Virginia defense. Last week, he went off. I think he had four touchdowns, over 200 and some yards. And R.J. Harvey's been producing all year, averaging 20 fantasy points per game. So if you don't stack plumbly with uh, the UCF wide receivers, you could uh, definitely play R.J. Harvey. I think he's a good play. And even running it back with C.J. Donaldson on the other side, this game could be higher scoring. I could see it being 38 to 31 or something like that. So Donaldson is a real – physical running back. I love the way he plays. He's a former tight end who West Virginia turned into a running back. So 6,100, he's also a good play. In my opinion, I, I believe Florida State definitely gets a big lead against Wake Forest. And you just hope that Benson, if you want to play him at 6,800, you just hope that he falls into the end zone twice and Lawrence Toafili or one of these other players they got doesn't steal your touchdowns. That's the only concern. But Benson has had a big game. The game against Virginia Tech, he went off for a few touchdowns, over 100-something yards. So he has the potential. But overall, R.J. Harvey would be my top player of this group. Now, for long shot plays, got a group here. And remember, if you aren't doing so, please follow along with Ryan's article. The link is in the description of the pod. Got four guys here, ranged from 4,400 up to 5,000. Isaac Garendo, Desmond Claiborne, Gavin Sawchuk. But the guy that lots of college football fans know who he is, and he might be the best two-way player in the Pac-12. And this is a league that's got Travis Hunter been talking about in all year, and that's Sion Vaki for Utah. He's a safety, but he also plays running back and wide receiver. Could be a hidden gem here. Yeah, at 5K, he's worth taking a shot on. It's not a price that's going to kill you. And what you hope for in this game is, obviously, he's a good pass catcher also. I I've seen him do really well in the slot. So if they're trailing to Oregon, they're going to feed him the ball, some screen passes, some short passes. So at 5,000, he's worth taking a chance on. Last week, he absolutely shredded 
USC. So he's got that physicality of a safety, and he's he's a good pass catcher. He's got great vision. I mean, the guy's just pretty phenomenal. And uh, five thousand, I'm going to take a few shots on him. If Jawar Jordan doesn't go this week, uh, Isaac Grendo at 4,800 is a good play. Jordan's dealing with a hamstring injury. And last week, Garendo came in and got two touchdowns, I believe. So, at 4,800, he's a great play. DeMond Claiborne, Wake Forest running back. He's a true freshman from Virginia. He's starting to get more and more touches every week. It's not the best matchup against Florida State, but he's a, definitely a guy that's going to get you some volume. And Gavin Salchuk at 4,400, watching Oklahoma play last week against UCF, he just kept getting touches and – Plenty of opportunities. So at 4,400, if you need to fit a long shot play in your lineup because you want to play Gabriel and Caleb Williams at quarterback, you could definitely get Salchuk in there at 4,400. Going to be some interesting plays down here in this level in the running back. These are the hidden gems that Ryan's done the research for, and he's finding them for you. Listen to his analysis. Plug them into your lineup and see where we can go from there. Turning the page to our pass catchers, our wide receivers, and our tight ends, our top plays, Troy Franklin, Ricky Parasol, you mentioned him already, and Xavier Worthy. Now, Worthy's obviously going to be maybe hampered by Ewers being out, but still got him up here. He still has talent. Ewers being out doesn't affect his talent, but it might affect him getting the ball. But out of these three, what do we like? Yeah, I'm not – you know, I got all three of them up here, but I'm not high on on any of them, really. I think all of them have – of course, they've got the upside, and they'll have the opportunity to, to have a big game, but I'm not in love with any of these plays. Troy Franklin at 8,300, it's just he's, – he's averaging 26 and a half fantasy points per game, but it's just the matchup is a, is a little tough against Utah. Pearsall's got a tough matchup, and like you said, Xavier Worth is going to have a new quarterback, Malik Murphy, throwing him the ball this week. The one thing I'll say about about Worthy is if a lot of people think that they're like, oh, I don't, I don't trust Murphy. I don't want to play him. He he might be worth playing if he's low owned. If he's five percent or less owned, I definitely would like to have him in my lineup. But overall, I'm not really impressed with none of these top plays. I'm going to look at the value wide receivers over these guys. And speaking of value, you got Matthew Golden, Jaleel Farouk, Jamari Thrash, Keandre Lambert Smith. You kind of mentioned. Aller already maybe a good pairing here if you wanted to go with Aller at, at your QB. Javon Baker and Nick Anderson. What do we think? Yeah, a lot of good value here. Uh, Matthew Golden's a good wide receiver for Houston. You would have to imagine that Houston's trailing against Kansas State. They're 17-point underdogs. He might get 13 to 15 targets, which he's a great player, averaging 17 fantasy points per game, so a good option right there. If I'm playing Gabriel, I'm going to go back and stack him with Farouk. I know Nick Anderson had the big game last week, but I still think Farouk's a really good player, so I'm going to take a chance on him. Jamari Thrash, he's been phenomenal all year for Louisville. He's the number one receiver, a big play threat. Just 6100 just such a great price for him. Keandre Lambert-Smith is the same price at 6100 if I'm playing Drew Aller, I'm, I'm stacking him with Lambert Smith. Lambert Smith is the number one guy. They don't really have a stud receiver on Penn State, but he's he's the number one. So I'm looking there. My favorite stack of the week is going to be John Rice Plumley at 7,200 with Javon Baker at 5,900. Baker absolutely shredded the Sooners last week, and he's got a matchup against West Virginia, and they're beat up all over the place. So. 5,900, that's that's excellent value. You can't get no better than that, so I'm going to be looking that way. Baker was, dare I say, cooking 
the Sooners defense last week, including that kiss he blew him on the sideline for that long touchdown. <laughs> oh, he was baking him. He was baking him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Our long shot plays Eugene Wilson the third, Jaheim Bell, and Oscar Delt. Now you kind of alluded to Oscar Delt. And here he is way down here, only 3,400. And, of course, we're not going to say he's going to step in and mirror Brock Bowers step for step. But 3,400 is a great price if you want to take a, a shot on a, a tight end. And and at the cocktail party, you got you got to have a little action at that cocktail party. Yeah, 3,400. I mean, at 3,400, he's, he's probably going to be in every single one of my lineups because that allows me to pay up at every other every other position. If you put Jaheim Bell at 4,200 in there, he's averaging 13 fantasy points per game, almost 14. If you put Bell and Delp in your lineup, you can pay up at almost every other spot, and you still got a good chance to get points. I think when, a few weeks ago when Taz Walker, we we done the show, and then they announced on like Friday that Taz Walker was going to be able to play. DraftKings had him at $3,000. I went and switched every one of my lineups and put Taz Walker in there because it allowed me to improve my running backs, my quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So Oscar Delp will probably be in 100% of my lineups, and all he needs to do, if he gets me eight eight points, I'm happy. If he gets me 15 points, I'm really happy. If he gets 20 or something somehow, then <laughs> we're looking golden. We're looking golden at 3,400. So he's a good play. The other guy, Eugene Wilson, the third Florida's wide receiver, I've noticed he's been getting a lot of – volume he's a good player when healthy so at 4900 if you want to run it back with a florida player and you don't want to pay up for parasol wilson would be a a good play there absolutely and remember when we're talking about price adjusted we're talking about you know what is his salary versus what kind of points he's going to produce sure caleb williams has a huge salary he's going to probably in all likelihood produce a lot of points but price adjusted it might not be as good as say someone a little bit lower tiered and so oscar delp if only 3400 if he gets you you know as brian said eight or 15 or heck 20 points you're cooking for a mock lineup and before i go through it let me just say this and and i know i say it every week i guess i'll continue to say it i have tons of people coming to me they say i listen to the pod you know i I listen to what ryan says i know he's done the research and whatnot and i just literally mimic his mock lineup and I make money. I don't know how we can make it any easier than that, listening and winning. For your mock lineup, QB, John Reese Plumey, running back the two-way Vaki, as we talked about him. Jonathan Brooks, you said you liked him this week. And here he is, Oscar Delp, 3,400. That's going to allow you to get some of these higher-priced guys at other positions. Javon Baker, Keandre Lambert-Smith at the other wide receiver positions. Your flex, you're going with Jaleel Farouk. And your super flex, Drew Aller. $400 $400 remaining salary. Ryan, what do we think of this lineup? Yeah, that $400 remaining, that that helps you get different from the field because a lot of people want to just switch out Jaleel Farouk for a wide receiver that's almost, you know, $400 more expensive. So they fill out their lineup with no money left over. But leaving a little bit of money on the table is always good if you want to really win that big prize and get different. But this lineup, stacking John Reese Plumley with Javon Baker, I love that stack. I think UCF has a big day on offense, and we just hope that those two guys in this lineup are the two that go off and they don't really – and maybe Harvey doesn't go off for this lineup. So that's what you're kind of hoping for. Vaki at 5,000 and Delp at 3,400, two guys that are cheap, two guys that I think could get us easily 15 points apiece. So they were great plays. Jonathan Brooks, like I mentioned, he's my favorite running back play on the slate. 
He's got a good matchup. And then I stacked Drew Aller with Keandre Lambert-Smith. I I just hope that Penn State wants to open up the passing attack this week, and that's what I'm hoping for against Indiana. And Indiana's the kind of team that you expect Penn State to win 42-7, to so maybe Keandre Lambert-Smith finds the end zone three times. And then I threw Jaleel Farouk in there. I don't think Farouk's going to be – highly owned and I've could I could have picked more I could have picked different players for this flex spot that might have looked more attractive but I sometimes want to go for those players that are being overlooked and hope for a big game so I'm going for Farouk at 6,500. Great stuff and let yeah to your point that James Franklin's been questioned about throwing the ball down the field and he stubbornly didn't do that versus Ohio State and as you mentioned it cost him yeah, then look what happened. So, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have been so hard on the guy that asked the question. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe now he'll uh, he'll listen to the reporter and take the advice, especially against an Indiana team that's not necessarily known for its defense. Listen, if you haven't subscribed to the pod, please do so. We do this every week. We break down DraftKings $50,000 contest or $250,000 contest, 50000 going to first every week. So consider subscribing. Remember, follow me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore and on TikTok at Pipeline and Ryan at NCF Nation 24-7. Feel free to DM us questions. Maybe we'll include some of the questions we get on the pod and, and feature your, your question as well. I think that'll do it. Wrap it up this week. We'll see you guys next time on the Pipeline Award winning podcast.